the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock, start the kickback Hey yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two NFL fans, another edition of This Week in the NFL is here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Cowboy, joined as always by the other members of the three-man booth, John and Senior. Heading into playoffs, week two, we had six big games over the weekend, five of which were total laughers. And the results were... The results were, I think, what we were looking for, for the most part, here on um, This Week in the NFL. So as has become customary, before I give my thoughts and before we dive into anything, I'm going to kick it over to Senior to kind of bring us in with his, whether you call it a monologue or just his his thoughts on, on the weekend. Senior, take it away. Oh, happy days. We'll be talking about this week's games coming up, and this will be the last time we mention the Steelers. Yes, I was very happy. Even though Buffalo is my Patriots division rival, I was very, very happy to see them oust the Steelers from the playoffs. I'm glad I don't have to watch their sorry asses anymore. I was also very, very happy to hear after after we walked out of the press conference on the question of what he was doing next year, Tomlin announced the next day that he's coming back. Because I want, I obviously want you heard it here first a week or two ago, the prediction that the Tomlin 500 streak ends next year. I don't want it to be because he's not coaching. I, I want him to be there and the 500 streak to end. You heard it here first. It's going to happen. You can take this one to the bank, the lock of the century. As far as the game went, before you knew it, the sorry Steelers were down 21 nothing. The fact that they moved the game to the next day, even though the weather was bad, it wasn't as ridiculous as it would have been to play during the blizzard and get 10 inches of snow during the game, which might have given those turkeys a chance. So basically, at 21 nothing, you kind of know it, right? Game over. Everyone knew it. And this is going to shock you guys that I'm going to say this. Everyone knew it but the Steelers. I'm going <laughs> to give them some credit for showing some heart. Because if you watched all the games last weekend, as Cowboys said, five were kind of blowouts and one was a good game. Well, of the five blowouts, there were some teams that just – well, Lilo is fired up. There were some teams that showed no life, no heart, looked like they didn't even want to be on the field. Some real it's, – it's kind of – Appropriate that Lilo's barking some real dogs out there. <laughs> but but the Steelers did themselves proud. They actually got themselves back in the game, only to be thwarted in the end. So I'm giving the Steelers credit for that, for showing more heart than some teams, especially their, their state compadres from that other city in Pennsylvania who look like, my God, not only were the golf clubs already packed, I mean, they were they were waiting on the first tee for them. They couldn't get out, get out of there quick enough. So kudos to the Steelers for that. 
And my prediction is still there for next year. And also, kudos to Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, who hung tough, <laughs> made some mistakes, but made some pretty big-time throws while under duress. And I don't think he's the answer or anything. I think if you're if you were a Steeler supporter, you still know that your quarterback of the future isn't there yet. However, he clearly showed that he was a lot better than the other two guys. And one ironic thing that happened in the game, on the play on Allen's tremendous run, I didn't even realize it when I saw it. I just saw it as Cowboy had told me, oh, it was a great move slowing down. There was all the stuff that came out the next day that they said what he did was fake a slide. And that got the guys to kind of back off when he slowed down. And then he then he turned on the Jets and outran defensive backs. He's unbelievable for a guy his size. But that play, faking a slide, is legal in the NFL. However, a couple of years ago, it was made illegal in college football because they thought it was an unfair play. Yes. And the guy that kept that did it and took advantage of it that caused the rule to change was none other none other than Kenny Pickett, who supposedly did it <laughs> numerous times. It was his great move. So that's awesome. And now looking ahead now to the to the playoffs, my one quick commentary on it. If we all remember last last year, and we can't forget because this, this has been going on ever since. You know, a huge deal was made out of the Kelsey brothers playing in the Super Bowl. And since then, we've seen countless commercials with the two of them at it. You could almost get sick of seeing them, right? Except that, you know, they are two kind of classy guys that I got no bad ill feelings toward any of them. But it did get played up. I'll tell you what. Can you imagine if two brothers in the same year win the national championship and the Super Bowl and we start seeing those two scumbags on commercials <laughs> with their family and mama and papa Harbaugh with them and all this. That is just the thought of it is enough to make me want to puke. <laughs> so I hope some, somebody's got to stop that Ravens train. We we do not want to see that. No way, no how. Please, somebody do it. That's the theme for the rest of the playoffs. Somebody has to stop the right, the Ravens. Thank, thank you, senior. I was, I was, senior. I think we have a little uh, feedback coming from you. Okay, I think we're better now. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Um, I, I was wondering who who the new villain would be because it seemed like all the villains got taken out, and it's it was really, you know, veteran move there veteran like we didn't even see it you just pivoted right to john harbaugh harbaugh all right steelers are gone eagles are gone harbaugh's still alive that's the new villain so we love it but john <laughs> how about the nfc least oh my well breaking news uh like back to back an hour apart looks like both coaches uh, are safe which is uh, shocking to me so, McCarthy uh, is safe. I, I I've been at work all day. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, that just broke. And uh, about an hour ago, it said that uh, that the coach uh, uh, Sirianni and the owner met today, and uh, and now they're going to be searching for uh, new coordinators. Uh, so I guess that means that Sirianni's uh, staying too. So that's uh, both shocking to me. Especially McCarthy. Siri Sirianni. Um, I mean. I don't know what happened with that team. Like we've, 
we've we talked about it on here that even at ten and one, you know, they were getting by by the skin of their teeth. But like, I mean, close games. But I mean, that th- this is the worst. The, the I think it's the worst collapse I've ever seen in for for a team. I mean, because you can't really blame injuries, right? Like, I mean, they had their Everybody quarterback. They had their quarterback yeah. healthy. They had the, most of the guys on their defense were healthy, and they went. They went from being. I don't think anyone argued after week eleven. You had like top five at worst, right? Top five team in the league at worst, probably top two, right? Two. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick them to beat any team on the in the NFL. That team that we've seen the last three weeks. That's home road doesn't matter. Patriots, Panthers, they lose to all of them. That was the 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 worst excuse for a football team that I've ever seen. It's like they forgot how to play. The, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you guys. I'm sure you watched the game, but if you watched it with the sound up. So obviously, right, the Cowboys did what the Cowboys do and just that's the national story. And frankly, I mean, the Eagles are lucky it happened because it took a little bit of the a little bit of the story away from how horrible they were. But you could tell Aikman couldn't get enough of just destroying the Eagles on the podcast. And they made it easy. They made it easy for him. He was never wrong. That defense I mean, it's one thing to like, okay, we're not going to guard anybody, right? Okay. And we're going to let Tampa Bay, arguably the worst run game in the whole NFL. All right, we're going to let them run on us. Okay. But to just like, like six yard out patterns turn into touchdowns. And I mean, just all this yak because they just can't tackle like, it was like, I mean, it was like watching like a bad high school team. What what explanation do you have for that defense, John? Well, uh, the the most, the hardest they got hit was the, in the uh, secondary. They had, they had kind of like, a, you know, a, a safeties that didn't, that didn't belong in the NFL. And you could tell because Hutton, was, uh, <laughs> he, he was uh, on his own island the whole game. He was wide open and he even dropped a couple. So he could have had an even nicer game, uh, the, the tight end. So. That that was where they got hit the most in in their secondary, but but, but still, like you said, the you know their front four, the all, all their guys were there, and, and they still got run on. They still gave up, uh, you know, well over you know over a hundred yards. So it it, it was just shocking, and uh, yeah, and like I said, I'm surprised you know the coaches come back because you know it looks like they went Quitsville uh, at the end. That's, that's big story. Yeah, in the playoffs, that's and like and then you see on the sidelines. You saw Goddard yelling at Hurts. We've seen yeah. A.J. Brown yelling at Hurts. Um, Hurts did not play well the whole second half of the season. Um, and what Tampa did in this game, I think, is a blueprint that other teams can follow in that they just blitz the shit out of him. And he just there, there's. I don't know if it's the, the design of the offense or just he's got some limitations as a quarterback, but like you blitz, like, and we saw it in the Miami Kansas city game, Miami tried to blitz the shit out of Patrick Mahomes and he just cooked him and cooked him and cooked him. And these guys, it was, I mean, they brought zero pressure for like half the game and the Eagles could just do nothing with it. And 
Like that, that is something that's they're going to have to clean up going into next season. And I don't know, maybe, maybe he's not that guy. I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a real bad situation. And for me, like the Cowboys lost and they got killed and it was embarrassing and they have this, they have this history, but say what you want. Dak, and I know he does it every year, but Dak went up there and, you know, took responsibility, right? You never got the sense that the Cowboys quit and that the, that like, that the Cowboys, it was more, you know, they're, they're you know, they're, like we talked about, there was the pressure and you could see that pressure, but they, they, they remained a team. The Eagles, from the opening kickoff, looked like they didn't even want to be on the field. Absolute joke joke of a performance Tampa not even that good of a team honestly right I mean like if you look at this is a team that scored nine points the week before in a must-win game against Carolina goes for 32 and it really should have been 50 they they dropped two touchdown passes Otten dropped three other passes Evans dropped long ones and it was just a throttling so I guess, you know, I, I mean, Sirianni's very well thought of, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's the coach. I don't know if it's the quarterback, but there, there's some big stuff that they have to fix there. Well, it shows how the uh, the, the coordinators were huge. But both of the last year's coordinators went on to have a successful seasons as head coaches. So that and, and they were very effective and, uh, and, and their replacements, uh, obviously not so much, uh, when you, when you, when, you know, that's a red flag. We, we could talk about it for hours and, and make jokes about it forever. But you know, when they brought the rocket scientist in as the, uh, you know, to save the defense, uh, come on, you know, what did you expect was going to happen there? <laughs> it's really, I mean, that's the other thing. Every time they cut to him on the sidelines, I that mean, stupid pencil. <laughs> yeah. And you bring, you bring him in and it's now like, I mean, senior that's right up there with some of the worst defensive performances I've ever seen. Like I watch pretty Maybe. much every, every game, every week for the last 35 years or so and regular season playoffs. I mean, I don't know that I've like me. I've, I've seen a worse defensive performance. It, it's just, it's hideous. Well, what what I found that was unique about it, uh, you know, I've seen bad defensive performances before where a team's scoring every every possession and guys are running wide open. And But what I found completely unique about it was every play, like, like every little screen pass or swing pass or run or anything, you know, your, your brain does something as the play, as you're watching the play and your brain's telling you, oh, this they got him. This is going to be like a three or four yard gain. And the guy, and they're getting way more every single play, way more yardage than it looks like they're going to get. It's like we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when we watched, we watched the game at Christmas with Roger's uncle, my brother, Bob. And they, you know, there's two ways of looking at plays sometimes. And Bob tends to see the negative and I'm more the type that I'm, a lot of times I'll see the positive, like Roger Niles having, you know, a great run after catching. We'll say great run, and Bob will always say terrible tackling. <laughs> well, well, in this game, when it's that many times that guys are doing more than they're expected, and 
these aren't these kind of guys that are game-breaking players all the time. Like you said, they, they only managed three field goals against the freaking Panthers in a game that they were playing all out to win. It's got to be the defense, right? I mean, I've never seen a defense play like that. That's and some of the you, you got to say that that lack of being able to make a tackle when you got like four guys bumping into each other and stuff. You know, we can talk about the coordinators and the game plan and everything else, but to me, that's effort. You know, that that is uh, just a lack of effort. Like even the Cowboys, they got throttled. They got out game planned. But this here, these guys had packed it in. Those guys on that defense packed it in before that game even started. They didn't want to play. They didn't. They didn't want it. They didn't want to make the effort to make plays. It's it's the worst thing I've ever seen. That's why, in all honesty, I think even more so than McCarthy, I'm, I would say that head coach has to go. The team didn't want to play for you. They didn't want to play. And they're bringing them back. So they're seeing something different than I am. But I've never seen a team be show, especially the defense, be that much of dogs. They were absolute dogs. It's awful. It's awful. Well, so kinda, well you got to kind of kind of watching them is what made me praise the Steelers effort, because at least they made an effort. These guys. Didn't yeah. Even, and he, even the Cowboys. Cowboys. I mean, I, they didn't make it a game. But they they 100 percent effort until the end. I mean, they couldn't they, they, their defense didn't play good, but they were not. They didn't no, roll wasn't over. Like that. No, no, nothing. nothing and, like um, that. that was the worst pig performance I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and no, it's an absolute disgrace. It really is in a playoff it, it is, game. It is. It is. It is. I mean, it's, a, you know, if, if it had to happen to somebody, I'm happy it happened to the Eagles, frankly. <laughs> um true. So, but we'll see. I, you would think Sirianni is going to be on a short lease ne- next year. If they, if that team comes out in week one next year, like, like they ended this year, um, he doesn't make it five, six weeks into the season. Right. I mean, th- everything you're saying senior is, is accurate. And you just can't, you can't, I don't think there, there's, I don't think it's possible to be negative enough about that team awful and i think like it's ironic like john said about the coordinators that gannon like that cardinals game was the real time that the that the alarm started going off and it was gannon ripping them destroyed them yeah really all right, so let's move on to the teams <laughs> to more positive topics here so we have Four games this weekend. We start off with Houston at Baltimore. Um, Houston, great, great performance, right by uh, by C.J. Stroud in his um in his in his first playoff game. What do you think, John? Ah, oh, tremendous! Uh, they they jumped right on him, and uh, I was uh, I was lucky with my. I knew I had a feeling that Flacco was going to put a couple up and. Uh, and uh, yeah, he he wasn't going to take over the uh, quarterback uh, position for next year for Cleveland, and uh, yeah, they 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 just came out and, and jumped on him and uh, used that home field advantage, and uh, they, they didn't make much of a much of a game of it. They weren't going away. Stroud obviously uh, definitely wasn't feeling the pressure of his first playoff game. So great great performance by them. Yeah, and I think John, that's a um, 
kind of a, a theme with the way this weekend went, it went is I don't want to say passing of the torch, but there are some really, really good young, young QBs in this playoff, in these playoffs, specifically um, Stroud and Jordan Love, right? That are playing as good as anybody. And I think it makes, it makes things real fun that they won. Um, with that said, senior, we're going to put you on the clock here first. Break down Houston at Baltimore and give us your pick. Yeah, as you said, kudos to Stroud. Kudos to that whole team, the way they played. Kudos to their defense that stepped up and put an end to the, to the Flacco role and really made him look bad. Maybe not a huge surprise, but he hadn't he hadn't looked like that in this comeback, you know? So great, great job by Houston all the way in that game. Here's, here's my breakdown of the next game. I'm thinking week prior to the week prior to bye week, rested their regulars. It's happened to teams before. It's happened to them before. They come out after the bye week. The Ravens are rusty, have a little trouble getting started. Stroud's good enough to do some damage to their defense. Their defense is good enough to take advantage of some rust and maybe get some turnovers. Cowboy, as you say, often it's a pretty big underdog, right? But you say, shooters got to shoot. This is my upset special of the week. Nothing sounds crazy right now after last week, right? We saw some upsets. Certainly nobody expected. I think the spread's about the same as it was in the Green Bay Cowboy game. So it's a big upset. I'm not saying they're going to dominate like that. But the fairy tale story continues. Debico Ryan's the rookie coach, does a great job coaching that defense. The defense gets up and plays good. CJ continues his magical run. Houston upsets the Ravens. Bye bye, Harbaugh. All right, senior shooting a shot early. First pick of the podcast. John. All right, I'm. I, I pulled up the uh, the weather map. It's going to be a little brisk on Saturday, uh, probably in the 20s in Baltimore. And uh, although although Stroud played at Ohio State, which is isn't exactly a beautiful weather, but you know I'd, he hasn't probably played a game after November, so I don't th- I don't know if he's ever faced a cold like this. So I'll, I'll throw that in there as another advantage for the Ravens, along with uh, coming off the bye week and uh, and and obviously much more experienced than. Uh, um, I, I think Houston will keep it close, but uh, the, the Ravens are going to p- pull away at the end. Uh, and uh, Lamar is going to continue his uh, journey, uh, MVP season, and uh, his elusive uh, first uh, Super Bowl. Thank you, John. Really looking, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, Stroud's fantastic. And he also has a, he does have a history of playing his best in big games. That goes back to, to college, I'm sure. We all remember the uh, the bowl game last year. He, played, he, he was phenomenal. With that said, you, um, Baltimore is getting Mark Andrews back. It looks like, which is, you know, just a, a big a big thing for them. Likely was good, but just having having another weapon, being at full strength. Um, I'm gonna pick Baltimore. I do I, I I do think there's a world where where Stroud wins this game by just outplaying playoff Lamar. And that's the big story coming out of coming out of the week is 
playoff Lamar is going to win the MVP, but couldn't get it done in the playoffs again. Um, I do think that's coming either way, but more likely, more, more likely next week. Um, Baltimore's defense is really, really good. And I think they will do enough to slow down the Houston offense to allow Baltimore to win the game. But it's, it's a very, very intriguing game and a really a great way to start, to start the weekend. I was surprised. I was surprised they put CJ back in the Saturday 4:30 time slot. CJ in the MVP, but it is what it is. Um, so we, what we have there, we have John and I for Baltimore senior going for the Texans. Surprise, senior didn't do the old reverse psychology there and try to jinx the the Ravens. Yeah, well, you know, I think I would have been very obvious that it was intentional. And also, I honestly <laughs> looked at these games and said, that is that is my upset pick. I really believe in it. I believe in Stroud. I believe I believe in Houston. I don't believe in Lamar in the playoffs. I, I Rust has worked against them before, and it's, it's going to rear its ugly head again. And the, the rookie coach out coaches the scumbag. <laughs> All right. Next up, um, 8.15 Saturday, going head-to-head with UFC 297, unfortunately. We will have multiple TVs going here. We have Jordan Love and the Packers going to San Francisco. So uh, the Packers coming off a, a great win against the Cowboys. And it, I know it's the Cowboys, and I know it's the playoffs, and I guess they laid a little bit of an egg. But it didn't – watching the game, it didn't feel – particularly fluky, at least what the Packers were doing, especially offensively. Um, their offense has been clicking on all cylinders for, you know, over over a month now. Jordan Love really looks like the real deal and the numbers back that up. Uh, this is a team. This is a team very much on the upswing. They go to a San Francisco team who, you know, for most of the year considered the best team in the NFL. Um, suppose Baltimore beat them, so Baltimore would have that title now. But a tall order for the Packers to win in Dallas and then win at San Francisco. San Francisco um, was a little dinged up. This gives them time. They've had some time to rest. Um, I'll go first on this one. Similar similar to the Houston-Baltimore game, I do, I do think there's a world where the Packers can just flat out outscore them. Their offense is clicking. Um, senior won't like this, but I think the Packers have the better quarterback in this game, which is a, it's an important thing in a playoff game. And I think the Packers have the quarterback that's least le- less likely to turn the ball over. So I think there is a world where Purdy throws a pick or two. Green Bay's offense clicks and they win this game, but I can't pick it. San Francisco is too good. The Packers defense has really played well over the last three weeks, but the the Cowboys were a tall order and they they were up to the task. The Niners are just as tall of an order, and I just don't see them holding down the Niners like they held down the Cowboys. So I'm going to pick San Francisco, but not a laugher, a close game. So senior, you can go next. Well, I like I like the 49ers. I find it almost impossible to pick pick against them at home right now. With anybody, I mean, I believe in Purdy a little more than you do. I think uh, 
there's still some of that feeling with with people that look at him as the seventh round Mr. Irrelevant instead of just looking at the performance. He, he's very good and he's got a great team around him. They should be, McCaffrey should be back to 100%. Everything I'm seeing, that defense is really good. I think they'll slow Love and the Packers down. This isn't, this isn't, this is a much taller order than the Cowboys in Dallas because the Cowboys choke in the playoffs all the time. Kyle and the 49ers aren't going to choke. They're going to play ball. I don't, I don't see it being a total blowout, but I don't see it being that close either. I see like the pack, the 49ers kind of controlling the game and winning like 27-14. A score something like that in control the whole game, 49ers game. All right. Thank you, Senior. All, all, all good points. Um, I will point I out that the Cowboys at home uh, I don't think it lost since week one of 2022, but they, they if I'm, I don't know if I'm right about that. It was something like that, but they do have a uh, history of choking in the playoffs. As you said, John, are we going to put the kibosh on the Niners? Well, I, uh, going back to the last week of the season, I, I predicted that the, the bears would eliminate the, uh, the Packers and that didn't really, that didn't work out. And then last week I also picked the uh, Dallas. I, 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 I was shocked at the, of that the Packers, uh, how they handled Dallas. Uh, I, I thought it'd be the other way around, as a matter of fact. Uh, I thought Dallas's uh, offense would, would blow them out. So now, seeing uh, that game was a, just a phenomenal performance by Love, and I'm on the Love train, and uh, I'm going to go with the upset uh, here. I like it, Chad. I, I, I think, see, uh, you know, San Francisco, a little rusty, and uh, I'm not a, as big a Purdy fan as a senior and, and you guys are. And also, a uh, senior pointed out very early in the game how, like, Aaron Jones was hurt most of the year. So it's a, so he's as fresh as a daisy, you know, coming in, and he's playing like it, too. Playing like an MVP running back the last few few games. Really, really just dominated. And uh, and, and we didn't shit on the, uh, the Cowboys enough. You guys spent uh, too much more time uh, burying the <laughs> Eagles, but – just that, just that first drive, right, right away. They, Dallas, you know, they could have forced them to punt. They, they, they get a, they get a stupid penalty, and then it's a third and goal at the five. Okay, you figure the defense going to toughen up. They, they, they stop a pass. They can hold them to a field goal. What, what happens? Neutral zone infraction. Just boneheaded stuff that, you know, makes you wonder. And, and it always happens every year. Just boneheaded stuff. So instead, it's third and two, and uh, they just bang it in with Jones and. Uh, uh, and Dallas is never in the game from there, but they're just so impressed. Lafleur, absolutely, absolutely, a freaking phenomenal uh, coaching job. Just schooled uh, Quinn and uh, and McCarthy, and uh, and I think it's going to continue. He learned his lesson. Uh, he, he took, you know, he's he's lost to to Shanahan uh, before, so uh, I I think he's going to get a he's going to get some tricks on him uh, this time. And uh, just uh, San Francisco, a little rusty. And uh, I'm I'm going for the upset here on the love train. I love it, John. I hope I hope you're right. I think it would be really good, really good for the league to have a yeah, guy he, like Love continue to move forward. And then also the whole like if they could if they could win the Super Bowl, the Rogers' first year off the team, it would just be a such an such a great story. Oh yeah, going been. back to that, wasn't the last year that Rogers <laughs> was complaining about the young receivers uh, like Dobbs and uh, you know that well, Dobbs was great. Yeah. 
And uh, well, the other well, Watson's hurt, but uh, yeah, I remember him yelling, you know, yelling at Watson a lot last year. So you know, and it's amazing how how Love uh, made it work with uh, these young, inexperienced receivers. Yeah, well, and I mean, they—they're it's very. I mean, you've seen the stats, right? That they're the youngest team yeah. in the NFL by by a lot, I think. And um, that receiving core, the thing, like I think the thing that's nice about them without Rodgers is you don't see any egos on that team at all. Like, yeah. ev- like Jaden Reed has been probably their, their most consistent receiver all season. He didn't have a catch in this mm-hmm. game. So, you know, there's like, and even when Adams was there, right. Sometimes you have that alpha dog and you feel like you have to, they, they need to get their targets. Right. And there's none of that. There's none of that with this team. Love goes, Love goes where he's supposed to go. It doesn't matter who it is. All the guys, you know, they have a bunch of interchangeable parts and it really works. And they are, they are the epitome of a team. Like I said, I really, I really hope you're right, John. It's a real tall order. Um, it's a real tall order, but. But also it, it goes to, you know, what we talk about a lot. You don't just drift, you know, for the first round, you, you, you get great players in the fourth and fifth round they, they took, they took two, two tight ends in the same drift. And, uh, they 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 both, both made some great plays. Yeah, it worked out a little better when uh, you know the last team that took, at the, I think it was what was the first and second round uh, tight ends uh, didn't didn't work it out. It was well. it was second and third. It was um it was Devin Asiasi <laughs> yes. and Dalton Keen, and they combined for one reception over their Patriot careers. <laughs> Sorry so, guys, last shot. But, yeah. but before that, they did have Gronkowski and. You know, another oh, good Hall of Famer, yeah, yeah. who was a pretty bad guy. <laughs> that yeah. Yeah, they were a great combination. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, we don't want to. We don't want to heap too much praise on that combination. On the Packers, uh, two two points on the Packer thing. Um, that that defensive performance, I think, is probably going to cost Quinn the Seattle head coaching job, and may even cost them being a coordinator next year. I think it might cost them both jobs. And the other point, um, two weeks in a row, the Packers took advantage of the three-man booth mush. <laughs> they don't have that going for them this week now. <laughs> that's true. And that that it's a good point, Senior, on, on Quinn. Um, I think, it, like, it's we call it the Patricia Award, where, <laughs> where the, the team hires you, and then even before you start, there's a game that kind of makes them question the decision. That's Patricia in the Super Bowl to hire the defensive coordinator from the team that has the worst defensive performance in Super Bowl history. Um, so Seattle hopefully didn't have any any um, any type of binding agreement with the Quinn because that was a horrible defensive. It was a, it was a, a horrible defensive performance. It was a kind of a bad defensive game plan. But it's everything we it's everything, not just like and we didn't talk that much about the Cowboys because it's just like on the national media. It's everywhere. Right? On, but, but no, and we all say the same stuff. And we're like, if you're if you know how to analyze a football game, you can, you know, like you knew going into that game, the Cowboys need to be ahead. If they're not ahead, it's a big problem because their defense sucks playing from behind because everybody's my size. And that's exactly what happened. They fell behind. They couldn't get the pass rush going. Even Micah Parsons even got a holding call, and it didn't matter. Hmm. All right, so 
for that one, we have myself and senior on the Niners, John on Green Bay. Sunday, 3 o'clock. This might be low-key. This is my favorite game of the of the weekend. We have the two former number one overall picks taking teams that did not draft them deep into the playoffs. Great stories, both teams. We have Tampa coming off that just complete destruction of Philly where we put a lot of that on Philly. But at the end of the day, that's the kind of performance that can, you know, regardless of who it's against, that can take a team that maybe wasn't feeling super confident and give them some confidence. Going to Detroit, who squeaked by the Rams in a, in a very, very good game. Um, really happy for the for the city of Detroit and for those fans place was a zoo place is going to be a zoo they get another home game because the Cowboys choked and so Tampa at Detroit John lead us off on this one mm. let's go back to that uh the, that Rams game that it looked like the Lions are rolling and uh their their defense really saved them holding the Rams to those field goals and getting getting that big stop at the end forcing them to punt it. and then finally and then their offense put the game away but the the offense was kind of got a little conservative and and shut down that second half. They they made it exciting, but uh, that was uh, that that was really dicey. Uh, you know, winning that game by one point and the way the Rams uh, played that. Uh, McVeigh, who's uh, I thought had the coach and the manager Campbell, uh, had had to burn had to burn some timeouts early in the half, and that, that really killed them. Uh, so screwed them. Yeah, that that showed. Them. And also when. They, when they uh, got in field goal range and they, the the Detroit, I I think uh, they 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 got a little uh, makeup calls from the Dallas game. Uh, they 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 got a questionable hold and that that pushed the Rams out of instead of a uh, second and three made it instead of third and three made it like third and fourteen and and pushed them out of field goal range. And then on the uh, the third down pass, uh, Puka got got mugged and. Uh, and they got away with the, with a nice, uh, you know, they got away with a no call there. So then, and then uh, McVeigh made the questionable decision to punt. Uh, it didn't work out for him. So, yeah. So, so yeah, good, good, good karma for with, Detroit. Yeah. Also and with, with McVeigh, real quick, John, the uh-huh. one thing I really questioned with the Rams there is I think almost like I've, any other team, right? Doesn't try to pick up that whole fourteen. Yeah, the, the third like, play. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know they're gonna give you five yards underneath, yeah. and then then you have a decision. All right, is it a do we is it fourth and six, fourth and seven, or do we or kick the fifty-five yard field, yard field goal? Yeah, field yeah, goal? Yeah, exactly. When you when you try to pick up the whole fourteen, it's great if you get it. If not, well now it's friggin' fourth and fourteen out of field goal range. Like it's, I still would have gone for it. I said it in the moment just because I felt like. Detroit was all they needed to do was really get one first down and the game in the yeah. game because the timeout factor, they only had the one that, timeout. Yeah. you know, if they, so what's the difference, right? If they get one first down at their own 10 or at the, at the 40, right? Like, yeah. like I, I would have gone for it, but yeah, just wanted to add that. Sorry, John. For interrupting. No, no. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry sorry to, to, to go back, but uh, yeah, lo- looking ahead now, I, I was, uh, I was surprised that a uh, Baker, a big difference from the from the last couple of weeks, where he looked like really hobbled, and uh, so he he made a great uh, health improvement, and uh, and and he looked very healthy. Of course, it was uh, you know against the dead team, 
So uh, I, I think it's, this can be a, a tight one. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if a Tampa pulled the upset, but I'm going to go with uh, some good uh, Detroit karma, and uh, they, they're going to they're going to pull it out and uh, by a field goal. All right, John. Thank you, Senior. Roar! Gotta be gotta be happy for those guys getting another home game. Happy for their fans. Waited so long. I mean that that place was electric, and it's going to be again. I'd say you know two players that I'm as happy as I am for anybody in these was last weekend with the two quarterbacks in this game had to be happy for Baker with everything that guy's been through to have the year he had and then to come out and win a playoff game. I know the it was the Eagles laying down and stuff, but still it's still storybook stuff that if you would have said before the season that Baker was going to have this you know the season that he did and they'd get in the playoffs kind of fortunate to get in because everybody else in their division lost, but still get in the playoffs and win a playoff game and play really well. Good for him. And on the other side, you know, the whole theme was all you kept hearing about was Stafford coming into Detroit, Stafford, this Stafford, that, and he, he played well. I'll say that. And he was tough as nails. I, I couldn't believe he stayed in the game. I thought he was knocked out for sure, but he's always been about as tough a guy as you're going to get. But I was really happy for Jared Goff. He played well all the way to the end. You guys were talking about that last possession. I mean, it was only a 10-yard completion for a first down, but that was a clutch throw under pressure that he zipped right in there in the biggest moment of the game. And he made a lot of big-time throws in the first half, too, threading the needle and and really showing some arm strength. So happy for Jared Goff, justifying that he's – He's a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL where so many teams are looking for a quarterback. The Lions don't have to look for a quarterback. Yeah, I I don't think they thought that that's what was going to happen when they got him. I thought, think they thought he was just going to be a bridge. But he, he he's certainly their quarterback going forward. And, yeah, in this game, I mean, the Bucks are a great story, but I think a big part of – a big part of their winning last week – a lot of it was just, you, you know, you have to qualify everything with saying the other team didn't show up, you know. And just two weeks ago, like I said, in a game that was pretty much, it was a playoff game as far as uh, the Bucks were concerned. They could only put nine points up against Carolina. I'm not saying Detroit's a great defense, but they're certainly as, as good as Carolina. So with the home field and the, the momentum and, also, they're a better team. So it's a cool story. Roar. The Giants, the Lions roll into the, uh, the NFC title game. What a story. And if John's John's right about the upset in the other game, can you imagine the NFC title game at Ford Field? How cool that would be. So Roar, Lions again this week. All right. Thank you, Senior. So we have uh, John and Senior on the Lions. So... I I really this is going to be a really good game and the Lions defense that their weakness is against the pass. They're one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. So I think what the game comes down to. Right. I think I think the Lions are going to be able to score some points against him, but they're certainly going to put up more than the the nine that uh, that Philly managed. So I think what the game comes down to is. Is Baker, right? Are we going to get good Baker? 
he played really well against Philly. I know, I know that their defense packed it in, but he has had, he had a couple of games in a row where he did not look good and he looked hurt. And that was not the case against Philly. He, um, his throws were on the money and he played a good game and Evans did not play a good game. Right. So I think the game comes down to can Baker outscore the lions. And I think the answer is yes. So I think Evans doesn't have two bad games in a row. You know him, right? He's a, he's a great receiver, but he is a, he's the kind of guy who blows up. Right. So it's almost, it's kind of bad for the lions. In my opinion, that Evans was off against Philly and Tampa still won easy because he is a, you know, 150 yards and two touchdowns waiting to happen at any time, especially against this very, very burnable secondary. So I expect a high scoring game and I, I will call my shot on, on how, how I think it wins. I think, I think the ultra aggressive Campbell makes a decision to either go for two or go for it on a questionable fourth down that backfires that ultimately costs them a close game. 34-31 Tampa, Baker Mayfield, NFC title game, just as we drew it up at the beginning of the season. All right. Uh, to, to give a weather report, it's going to be very cold. In, uh, oh, my Detroit. God. Come on. <laughs> that was unbelievable, wasn't it? Uh, it? I mean, like, it's a person's job. Like, you can't. Yep. She's she's lucky. Uh, it was uh, like the nicest coach in the league. I, I think somebody else would gave a. Yeah, and I know uh, you get that sometimes during, during Super Bowl week because you have folks who don't normally cover sports, covering sports. Yeah. But that's what a ridiculous question. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, so that game we have myself on Tampa, Senior and John on Detroit. Last game of the week, and really by you know for. For, for, for all intents and purposes, the, the biggest game of the weekend, the one everybody's looking forward to the most. Um, teams with big history, the two two Cadillac quarterbacks, Kansas City going to Buffalo. Kansas City, we, we didn't talk about this game, so I'll, I'll talk about it a little and then get you guys' thoughts. So Kansas City, Miami, the game was in like beyond frigid temperatures. The... Um, the, the video I saw that it resonated the most with me about how freaking cold it was, was when they they had the they had the waters and stuff in the fridge and they took the water out and it like immediately started to freeze. So mm-hmm. they were actually using the refrigerator to warm, warm up, it up in the water, to warm, yeah. to warm up the water so it didn't <laughs> freeze, which is pretty yeah. crazy. And Miami decimated on couple of things and we talked about it going in right they were completely decimated on defense and to his um to his history in these cold games and both things very much came to fruition right even in the cold that's probably about the best the chiefs offense has looked in a while Rasheed rice um miami didn't have any answer for the shallow cross to Rasheed rice it was over and over again it was going for big gains and then to a just looked horrible the whole game. He made one one good one one. There was one big play to Tyreek Hill, but it wasn't a good throw. He underthrew it by about ten yards. He was um he he was terrible. It was just a real tough draw for Miami. So I don't know how much you can take away 
from that game. I, I get it's good for good on the Chiefs for winning the game. It's a game they should have won. Um, Going to be a different story here in that uh, in that Buffalo in Buffalo is going to be prepared. They can play in the cold, as we saw against Pittsburgh. So real interesting game, real interesting game. I went first on the last one. Senior, I don't know that you've gone first yet. So lead us off. Okay, first thing I'm going to say is by contrast to what we saw from the Eagles, the decimated Dolphin defense, which literally was playing guys that they had signed four or five days earlier and two weeks earlier, pulling guys like Bruce Irvin and Justin Houston, you know, pulling guys, you know, we're going to get guys who were pass rushers in the past because we lost all our pass rushers. They played with some character, at least. They fought hard. Um, they they held them to a bunch of field goals. You know, they dug in in the red zone. They never quit. They could, I'm, I'm not saying they played a great game, but considering what they had out there defensively with more than half of their starters injured, these guys, these guys showed some fight. And uh, so I'll give the Dolphin, the guys that play, show the guys that were on that Dolphin defensive unit credit that they fought that whole game in those crazy conditions it, and your offense is doing nothing. It would have been real easy for them to quit, quit and they never did. So kudos to the Dolphins guys. Agreed. Um, yeah, that is. This is going to be a really good game. Obviously, the chief, the Chiefs' offense looked the best it's looked. I agree. And under those conditions, it's impressive. But you know, you're going against a makeshift defense too, so you got to take that into consideration. So I'm still not 100% sold that the court, the Chiefs' offense is back where it hasn't really hasn't really been good all year. Buffalo played a hell of a game in the cold elements too. Josh Allen was amazing. Their defense played solid. I mean, the Chiefs. I'm not saying Buffalo is again God's gift to defense, but they're going. To, the Chiefs' offense going to be going against a tougher D than they did last week. That's for sure. Um, I think it's going to be a really close game. I mean, if you're seeing right the two, arguably the two best quarterbacks, most dynamic quarterbacks in football. Really fun guys to watch. This, it's a great matchup. I don't think the weather is going to be ridiculous bad. It's not supposed to be just normal buffalo cold the chiefs should be okay with that too they're not coming from a warm climate so i think we're going to see the best of both teams i don't see it being super high scoring um i think josh just makes a couple more plays with his legs or whatever um and i'm going to say 20 to 17 buffalo home field close game that is hard to pick a winner I believe in their offense a little more than I do the Chiefs, although I guess you'd say you give the Chiefs a little edge on the defensive side. But 20 to 17, Buffalo in a really good game. Classic way to end the playoff weekend. All right. Thank you, Senior. I will go next. So last week, there was one game where I said, guaranteed double digit win. That was Tampa over Philly. Came to fruition. This is your guaranteed double-digit win this week, which I think will surprise people. I don't believe in this Kansas City team at all. At all, at all, at all. I think they, like Senior, you talked about the Steelers having a lucky a lucky draw. Getting that Miami team in, in negative 10-degree weather with all the injuries was about the luckiest draw possible. And they still didn't, I mean, 
Miami still like like hung in the game to your point, and just like all season, the Chiefs' offense didn't exactly click on all cylinders, even against even against a bunch of a bunch of backups. Those backups did fight, but they you know they held them to field goals, right? Um, I, I, I don't I don't believe in the Chiefs at all. If the game was at Arrowhead, maybe there in my mind there is zero chance they're going into Buffalo and winning this game. Buffalo is playing is playing well they 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 do make mistakes but i think frankly this is a good matchup for them because even if they make mistakes i don't know that the chiefs offense is going to be able to capitalize on those mistakes with touchdowns um josh allen is playing fantastic right now buffalo buffalo has more weapons and buffalo's has that kind of offense similar to baltimore and san francisco where I don't think I think the Chiefs have a better defense, but I don't know that it matters that much. Like I don't I don't think you're holding Buffalo under 24, right? I just don't I just don't think like in 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 this game at home, I don't think you're holding Buffalo under 24. I expect them to get to 30. I don't expect Kansas City to get to 20. Buffalo in a laugher. John. Wow. I, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be close, but uh, nah. I, I do want to change a pick, but I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm good. <laughs> Although uh, I, I like the Chiefs' uh, defense a lot more than I like the Bills' defense. You, you saw the the Bills uh, still gave up some, uh, you know, some passes to Rudolph, uh, where the, that game was a little close for comfort. And and the big, the big uh, story of the game was the the Bills didn't turn it over. So can Allen do that twice in a row? Not not. Throw, throw those stupid uh, turnovers like like he did in the Miami game. Uh, that'll uh, that would sway things uh, for me. But I think uh, Buffalo is going to hang on. The first uh, Mahomes' first road game, road playoff game ever. That's uh, that that's crazy and ridiculous. So I think a little unfamiliarity, and uh, you know, just in general, the way the Chiefs' uh, offense has been uh, stagnant, even in the win. Uh, you know, Kelsey still dropping dropping a couple passes and. Stuff like that, but uh, I, I think it's gonna be real close. Uh, not, not you. I'm I'm not uh, confident in your uh, double digits there because uh, we've also seen Buffalo let teams back in. They they don't really blow anybody out. So, but Buffalo by a field goal. It surprises me. Surprises me that both of you would pick Buffalo in a close game because I think if it's real close, that really favors Kansas City because because of. Uh, because of yes, Buffalo's yeah. mistake, mistake proneness, and then just having Mahomes, like if he has the ball, if he has the ball with a minute and a half left, like it's like he's done it so many times. But I, I got this for you, John. Do you think, like, do you think that Kansas City's offense is better than than Pittsburgh's with Rudolph? Because I, I don't know that it is, and I don't think like since Rudolph uh, came in, I think uh, I think they've on. been better. Th- but I think I think like the statistics would back it up that they with Rudolph that's a that's been a better offense than the Chiefs. Uh, you're going at the negativity I, from from what I see. I, I see Rice, uh, you know, in his rookie year. That, that now he's no longer a rookie. The second half, you, you could tell he he's really uh, uh, turning into a, a dynamic receiver there. And also Pacheco runs real hard in the. Uh, in that in that cold and uh, and and but then Buffalo sometimes struggles to to stop the run. You saw the you know Warren and Harris were getting uh, some chunk some chunk plays off their uh, off their defense. So uh, yeah yeah I don't share the same uh, 
uh, discussed for the uh, KC offense, although although it has struggled all year, you know, and and also they have all that experience, so and they're going to turn on and and Mahomes is going to make a, a lot of more running plays that where in the regular season he might hold back, but he's not going to be holding back anything. So if he, if he sees a an open, he's going he's going to be running a lot more. Given what we saw in the Steelers game, if he's running, there's a decent chance that a uh, that a a bill lays a dirty hit on him and knocks him out of the game. Oh, <laughs> I mean, senior, senior. I know you don't like the Steelers, but how how do they not? How is there not a call on that play with Joey Porter? Joey uh, Joey Porter Jr. Where the lineman? It was a lineman, and he's a cornerback. Came running, ten yard head start, and just hit him right, right, right in between the numbers in the back and knocked him out of the game. And normally that's going to draw a flag. It didn't. <laughs> Thanks. And I know you were broken up about that, weren't you, Senior? Yeah, yeah. It really shook me up when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, guys. It's a, so it's a hell of a good play that you knock the guy out and you don't get flagged. Yeah, and and result wise, it's a hell of a play. I like Rasheed Rice, right? I think he's going to be good. But I mean, honestly, he would be the Steelers' third receiver. Pickens and Johnson are both are both better than him. Anyway, we'll see. I'm not. I know, and I know obviously there's a huge difference between Mahomes and Rudolph. But it's just I look at what the what the case. Is. So John, I think it's a philosophical thing, right? And you said it last week that KC was maybe a little bored because they had the division wrapped up in like week six, right? Whereas like what I saw is an offense with real problems that got a lucky draw in the first round of the playoffs and going to Buffalo, kind of the opposite of a lucky draw. So we'll see. Plus, I mean, the Bills are, are super freaking motivated in this game because of what's happened in the playoffs before. Um, True, but I'll the give, Bills I'll are banged up. Bills are really banged up on defense. They lost another Bernard. That was another key loss for them. Okay. And also with KC, from frigid temperatures, it's going to be a balmy, uh, you know, high 20s. It's gonna, that's going to be a big difference for them, you know, from playing in, in the ice bowl. So, so they get- the night, I mean, these are two teams, two quarterbacks. Like the two, the probably if you if it's a bad weather game, they're the two two best quarterbacks in the, I mean, they're two of the best anyway, but especially in the bad weather, because they both have cannons where the wind doesn't really matter. They can both do stuff with their legs. So it's, I mean, I, I can see, I see the case for, for a close game. I just think Buffalo comes out and really makes a statement. I could be wrong. I could be definitely have been wrong a bunch, but like senior said, shooter shoot, and this shooter saying Patrick Mahomes gets the doors blown off him in the in the playoffs, which is you know probably not a great pick. So guys, um, it's going to be a fantastic week. I hope I hope that we don't have all blowouts again, because while while we you know enjoyed because the teams we didn't want to win we're getting blown out. I think it's you know better at this point in the playoffs if we have some real exciting close games. Yeah, I think and, we're gonna be good. I think we'll be good to go. And I know I picked both number one seeds to win, but I hope one of them goes down because it adds it adds to the excitement a little bit. Definitely. So we are here. We are here on the North South Connection Podcast Network. Lots of other great content that you should check out. And senior, 
and John, real quick, UFC 297 this weekend, Strickland versus Duplessis from Canada, of all places. Uh, real quick predictions. I'm going to go Strickland by decision. Senior. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm agreeing. Strick gives him a boxing lesson. And the commentary will be great. The, it'll be the best interview ever after the, in the octagon after the fight. I don't like this Duplessis guy, so I would I would I would love to see Strick knock him out, and he's a, he's a threat too. If he gets it to the mat, it could be trouble. And he's a he's a very unorthodox striker, but he swings he swings for the fences. So Strick's got to be careful and not get caught. But when Strick is at his best, is he's, he's he stands in the pocket and trades and somehow has those little little movements where. He doesn't. He doesn't get clipped. He's unbelievable. He'll stand right in the fire and he won't get clipped. So, give him a boxing lesson, just like he did to the great Israel Adesanya. Let's go, Strick. Knock this jerk out. I'm gonna go Duplass. For the... Good pick, John. Thank you I'll for take not jinxing. Thanks for not jinxing Strickland on us. <laughs> I'll take the heel. Uh... <laughs> seems crazy. In some ways, it, in some ways, hat. it's too. Yeah, I mean, it's in some ways that, you know, Strick isn't wearing the white hat for everybody, and we we know that. So, strictly as a fighter, he's a he's a he's a great he's a great fighter, and it's going to be a great night of fights. All right, guys. So we will we will be back next week, listeners. Um, win, lose, or draw on our picks to preview the conference championship. We're getting to the nitty gritty here. I hope it's a great weekend of games. So John senior, anything to add? Hey guys on three together. One last time. One, two, three. <laughs> Steelers. <Eagles. laughs> I, I, I just wanted to add, uh, you know, with the, the bell check out there, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just hoping for a, for a last-second decision by the Giants to hmm, maybe maybe make that move. This this this, this uh, you know could be the last chance to to grab Bill and uh, have him finish his career where he started. And, uh, a lot's coming out that's uh, you know not looking good on uh, on Dayball. So maybe the Giants can make that move. Hey, if I if you had to go somewhere, yeah, know, it's looking like Atlanta. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, John. We 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 appreciate the respect for Bill, even Absolutely. with your super, even with your team's Super Bowl success against him. <laughs> All right, so your three-man booth is out. Enjoy the games this weekend. That's that. Roar!